Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Done at home inside the stone. Outkick 360 rolls on. Tennessee Power Hour alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, David Reed, and Jacob Swanson here today making it happen. Lance Lee back soon. Guys, how about the Preds? Double overtime victory on Friday night. They turn around and have to do it again, and they win back-to-back double overtime games at Bridgestone Arena to even the series against Carolina at two games apiece. From here on out, Maybe they lose the series 4-2. But we will remember the double overtime victories and the atmosphere inside Bridgestone Arena and the way this team has finished the season to where there has been no quit. The effort has been there. And finally, we see some, some great play all around at home that has equaled back-to-back wins against one of the top teams in the league. 191 minutes of hockey over the weekend and, and what should have been 120 minutes of hockey with uh, the two double overtime games. What a weekend. We're going to get into the atmosphere, which Hutton, I know you and Reed took in on Friday, and I know Reed was there on Sunday as well. Uh, I'll be the first to admit I was dead wrong uh, about this Preds team. I I thought they were dead in the water coming back from from Raleigh and what I saw in those first two games, which quite frankly is what I saw the regular season against Carolina, that they're a far superior team. I didn't see a far superior team in the matchup in Nashville. I saw a Predators team that seemingly figured some things out, but also by sheer will at times was able to get some things done, win two games, regardless of how they got there, to win those games in double overtime on Friday and Sunday, and to put all the pressure now back on Carolina. This series has completely changed. All the pressure. Mm-hmm. is on the Hurricanes, flip-flopping and think if the Preds were the team that had all the regular season success, had all the success against this opponent, and then went on the road and lost in double overtime, and that took that toll out of you physically, emotionally, in those two games, and you're having to go back home, and now what feels like a must-win game for Carolina as they go back home trying to go up 3-2. to two. Great job by the Preds. I was very impressed, and that is what $16 million in salary should look like between Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, especially Duchesne, and his effort and his play on Friday and Sunday and him going out and winning a damn playoff game by himself because that's what that goal was on Friday night in the second overtime. I, I thought was you played terrific great yesterday by them. Too. Yeah, they were both games. Multiple both points. Multiple points. Johansson, Duchesne. Forsberg, Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis, Ekholm. That's the core of the team right now. Those are the guys we ended last week talking about. They need their big guys to show up and do big things. And you come out of the weekend with two hard-fought, really impressive wins over a really good team, in large part because your big guys – showed up and did what you expected them to do. Let's also say this, though, about the big guys and the little guys. We sort of joked about 
Luke Cunning's not going to win you this series last week. Someone else is going to have to step up. Luke Cunning had two goals <laughs> yesterday, well, yeah. including the game winner. Yeah, they're, not, they're, winning, they're winning these games because of the big three well, that he just rattled off. Well, what I said is a guy like Luke Cunning yes. has to be supplemental to the effort yep. of the big guys, Ab- and that's exactly absolutely, what Absolutely, but my point is these two games showed some depth. Yeah. The problem was they had a group of guys who were punching above their weight, like Luke Cunning. And the everyone else that was high paid wasn't doing anything. And now all of a sudden, Luke Cunning continues to surprise, like he did yesterday with two goals. And then the rest of the guys are pitching in. I I have not seen Matt Duchesne play that inspired since he's been here. Someone tweeted me and said, boy, you were dead wrong on Matt Duchesne crushing him after last week. No, I wasn't. He He played like he cared. Yeah, I mean, I, I want more out of Matt Duchesne than him showing up for two home playoff games because... He's pumped up about the crowd in Nashville. So. By the way, it he took him so. getting taken off the power play yeah. for, for him to come to life. Well, well, credit where credit's due from this weekend. He, he was great. great. Well, and putting him on the line with Forsberg and Johansson is what turned Johansson. this. I mean, they, they have been excellent in that, in that role. And, you know, there are, there are some that are ripping John Hines for not doing this sooner because we've seen it even last year. We saw these three together. The difference is we saw it early in the season last year and then Laviolette got fired. Like that, that's when the comparison's being made. Um, and I, I, I like the wrinkle. Hines, uh, you know, has made some nice roster adjustments. Um, Benning has been a solid in, in, uh, third pairing. You have uh, uh, Luke Cunning, who is uh, there from the Benino trade. Nick Cousins, who had a power play goal. He is a David Poyle. Uh, veteran that was brought in. He had a big chance. Tolvanen is due. Tolvanen is putting the puck on net and on goal as fast as anybody on the ice. He is due to break out in this series. But here is the player that we talk about all the time that we haven't mentioned yet. It's UC Soros. Yep. UC Soros is delivering in pressure moments, and not just pressure moments, intense pressure moments. The breakaway yesterday, two on one perfect save and that that's an example of the type of play he's been having and he's been pacing for the last three months i i contend not one goaltender in predators history has played as well as uc soros has over a three-month stretch happening right now in front of us period put him up against anyone and that's even in the vesna season for pecorine uc soros has been that good Uh, not good great He's been excellent, and the players around him are playing like they care, and that has equaled some big moments. Now, I will say, uh, how long can they keep this up, going into double overtime and playing this pace and this style uh, against a good Carolina team? Uh, but that, that part doesn't really matter if they win, and that's what this Preds team is doing and has done over the last two games to make this a true pressure-packed series going back to Carolina for this Hurricane squad because... Uh, they have, uh, they, when you look at the pairings and the matchups now, and the way that they, they split Yossi and Ellis to make sure they had a good defensive pairing throughout the lineup, which we mentioned last week should be something and a wrinkle they should throw in. But now Duchesne playing up to the expectation and the caliber that we expect on the line with Forsberg and Johansson. There's some firepower there on top of the goaltender that's playing just as good as the, the goaltender opposite him which is important. They're matching the play now that they've returned home. Now they need to go win on the road. We know they have to win one on the road. And I'm with Chad. If they can pull this one off tomorrow, what, 7 o'clock Central Time, face-off, 
back in Carolina. They have a chance to close it out Thursday night here at home. Soros saved 52 of 58 in the weekend, 940. We talked about uh, previously, you know, regular season versus postseason and sustaining it. He's sustaining it this weekend. He surpassed it. Uh, just terrific. And well, over the weekend, he had 111 saves combined, which is the most since okay, 1993. Okay, so that was, that was yesterday. That was one game. 52 of 58. Yeah. Um, just uh, ridiculously good and Look, I'm not the biggest hockey guy in the world, but overtime playoff hockey is edge of your seat stuff, and and the uh, every uh, this is just end to end. Every moment feels like the moment. The winning goal here, you know, everybody's making a big deal about Pete Rogers having the right stick immediately. For Luke, He's one of the MVPs. Luke to, to go get it. But here's a crucial mistake by Carolina because here's a guy who breaks his stick, disappears from the rush for a minute, and they lose track of him coming back in. Granlin doesn't lose track of him, sees him making the rush to the net, finds him with the perfect pass, sets up the winning goal. That's a bad, bad mistake by Carolina. And these are the things that decide overtime games, right? It's usually not a super pretty goal. Usually there's something that goes wrong or it's a wild bounce or something like that. It's a pretty goal, obviously, but the thing that makes it, keys it, is that Carolina loses track of him as he goes to the bench to get a stick. The equipment man doesn't just give him a stick, which is often the case. His. He gives him his stick, which I'm sure makes it a lot more comfortable for him to score that goal off that pass. And luck breaks for the Predators there, where a guy disappears, comes back in, gets a perfect pass, shoots it with his stick, finishes it all. Another big key, and I, I realize that Rod Brendamore is not happy about the officiating from his point of view, but the Preds are able to stay out of the penalty box. When the forwards Finally. are playing and they buy into the defense and we see the Preds at even strength, we see the result that we're seeing. Uh, that, that's another huge factor with all of this. And, and what, what a fun weekend it was at Bridgestone Arena, having the fans back 12,000 plus, well over 12,000 plus yesterday. Uh, and I felt that there were more than whatever they said capacity was on Friday. So we'll where get were it, the empties? We'll get into the, the atmosphere and the empties of all of that. And uh, what a performance as well by Taylor Lewan, who was back in the house for yesterday's game. In the mouth, Taylor, in the mouth. <laughs> you want to do that on camera? <laughs> in the, That's all coming up on OutKick 360. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Props to Taylor Lewan for, I, I thought the bit was great. Uh, and man, he wins the crowd every single time he is on the Jumbotron, whether it is at Nissan Stadium or Bridgestone Arena or some concert of Kings of Leon or wherever he might be. Uh, so here is the Jumbotron feed from Bridgestone Arena where, you know, he's he's been known for chugging beers and he holds up his. Uh, beautiful daughter. Well, it starts with you know, a family, family man, family man, getting the getting the wave. Yeah. Wonderful, you know, parade wave, and then they cut to 2018 in the playoff run with the offensive lineman and Marcus Mariota. Quentin Spain <laughs> became a household name for this. Yes, and there's Lawan drinking out of the catfish. Spain may have been doing a little bit of pregame before the beer chug. <laughs> so also. back so live to Taylor. And uh, I, it was just a great setup overall, and the crowd went nuts yesterday. Uh, he turns around, someone throws him an ultra, 
in just a moment. He <laughs> chugs that too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really just, a body wash. It is uh, that that is Taylor Lewan doing what Taylor Lewan does best. And that is winning the crowd. Props to you, sir. Yes. Uh, you do it well, and you do it perfect. Perfect timing on all of it. Uh, he tweeted, uh, "Had a long car ride home <laughs> of Win telling me it quote wasn't I think, nice." I think it's winning. I think they winning? call it winning. Yeah. T telling me it quote wasn't nice to get her and mommy wet. <laughs> <laughs> worth, worth it. Worth it. Show it Don't one more time, it. Reed, if you can. Um, only, only because I want to watch the people around him as he just pours beer, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Uh, the, uh, he would double fist if he could uh, with people throwing him beers. But, I mean, he it's excellent. Uh, the <laughs> His wife's not looking up at him. She's and, and looking up at the board. The second one's, yeah. uh, the second one's not planned. That's what I like about it. He, he's yeah. just like, give it to me. Moshe's like, throw it to me. Let's go. Let's get and here's the second one. That was Stone Cold yeah. Steve That's, Austin. So yeah, he's absolutely. calling, motioning for the beers to be thrown yeah. to him. Yeah, in the ring was great. Definite ode yeah. to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Very funny. Got such a low percentage of the beer in him on the second one. He made a joke about that somewhere too. He said like, two ounces in my mouth, forty ounces on my body. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> Much like Maximus in Gladiator, he wins the crowd. Yes, he does. Turns. He knows how to win the crowd. Yes, he does. Uh, the Preds won the crowd uh, this weekend. Uh, prop, uh, look, we said this on Friday. Props to both organizations for opening up the way they have. Uh, because they're both Carolina and Nashville, the first to go over 10,000 for their events. And Nashville yesterday, I don't know what capacity was officially, uh, well over 12,000 based on what I've, what I've been told. Uh, and uh, I was there on Friday. It felt a lot like uh, a packed house than it did 12,000. Like I, I remember the days, and, and many in Nashville will, Preds fans will, of the scramble to get to 14,000 average attendance. Yeah. And for that to be 12,000 in that building, they had the empties below the media is where they had on the camera side. Okay. So the camera's facing the ice, facing the side that Claire and I were sitting. We were sitting on Looks the... Looks packed. We're sitting behind the bench. And you can look up and all the fans are there. Uh, it's the same deal for what they're doing in Carolina. The camera side, there's, not, there, there's some empty seats up there. And it's pointing to the other side. So uh, they, they did a great job uh, throughout. Um, look, it it was a blast. It felt like playoff hockey. And here's hoping that the and it, because it was, but I'm saying like the atmosphere felt like Smashville, the playoff hockey we're used to in this city over the last five six years. And here's hoping they can get on a run uh, because they'll they'll own the city and own the story. For a month or so, they they can capture the imagination sure. of a city for a sport that oftentimes during the year doesn't capture the imagination of an entire city as well as anyone. And I think that their effort, there there were shades of 2017 in this team over the weekend in terms of how they were outworking Carolina at times. And there was I've always kind of joked about the Preds are no longer this plucky upstart overachieving group. They felt a little bit like a plucky, upstart, overachieving group at times over the weekend. And I, I think this city can really get behind that. And uh, we, we saw it over the weekend. Th there's no way that was only 12,000 people on both Friday what and Sunday. Think, watching Reed? those games. It Reed was, was in the house for like both games. I, you, you and I were there Friday. Um, I, I know the lower bowl, it's not, it's not like uh, 12,000 and their social distancing here. I mean, you pack in there as much as you want. I just don't know how many they allowed through the door. Um. 
I could have you could have sold me on twelve five on Friday night, but yesterday afternoon it looked like there were close to fifteen thousand people in there. There were still the empties underneath the media. I'm not so sure that's not an NHL rule to kind of keep the media segregated a little bit from the crowd, even with the partitions up there. Yeah. But it was very much a atmosphere well, all of like this, we saw in twenty seventeen. All of this is NHL regulated. I, I, yeah. I can tell you like beneath but underneath the building and the corridors it looks like you're going like you'll relate to this it looks like a kid's bouncy house down through there because the stanley cup final uh host teams are and i'm I'm saying like on on top of the 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 ceilings and the walls walking down through corridors because of all the air that they're pumping in through these hvac units yeah uh they they have it where the players park they have this this tubing just rolled out blowing air through the building and and to keep the ice uh, with, with certain humidity. There, there's a regulation that the NHL has for uh, the Stanley Cup final where you have to have a certain humidity or sub, uh, dehumidifiers going uh, within the building that they had to bring in for that. The pictures I saw of all this reminds me of that uh, with what they're doing to reach a certain capacity. And I'm assuming Carolina has to do it or their their arena already meets certain guidelines by the NHL but the Preds spent a ton of money on this uh, to be able to pull off the attendance that they had and it paid off in a huge way huge huge way uh, now Carolina was, will be uh, and it was know, rocking the first two match. games oh it was excellent the yeah first that was two it was uh, it was great to see that just uh, I mean and all over the place and then I see the game in Winnipeg where there's no one in attendance in certain spots in in Canada right now it's just odd now now it's uh, we know things are getting more back to normal when it's striking to the eye to see no fans at yeah. a game, because I was going from highlights the NHL, then it goes to a highlight in Winnipeg, and there's no one in the crowd in, in Winnipeg, and it looks striking. When, when well, you a see lot that. of those basketballs still have like the wallish yep. kind of highlight boards and steep walls, which I can't stand to watch. And that oh yeah, it's in not, NBA, not back to normal. I, I, I'm looking for the first time to see what's next if the Predators win this series. Stay in the division. I should have known that this is staying in the division, which I hate. Yep. I mean, they should have sprung them out of the division at least after the after the first thing. So you see again if they win, Florida uh, against Tampa. Florida or Tampa, which uh, I which mean, you've got to make it to the to the uh, awfully far to get a chance to play somebody you didn't play all season long. But make it to June, and we, we mentioned Lawan winning the crowd. Make it to June, and win the sports region over. Uh, oh, for the God, first yeah. time in this city since the the Titans beat Baltimore, uh, and really the Which Titans the Titans were not able to capitalize on it though, Paul, because of COVID. There, there were no, you know, barely any fans in attendance to start the season, uh, and then they bow out as fans are allowed back in the stadium at a higher rate in the postseason against Baltimore. No, but if uh, they so if, they're, they're, there's not the same fervor pitch that the Preds have an opportunity to have at home. Four games in the postseason. Yeah, for at home for sure. If you're making it to the to the semifinals here, but the Titans were in the AFC Championship game just two seasons ago. It's a heck of a run for Nashville sports. Yeah, but they you weren't able to capitalize on it from the the. I'm talking atmosphere, uh, building uh, attention. Home, yeah, because they had um, you know people. I, I I was on Broadway Friday night. Impossible to move yeah. on Broadway, and there's twelve thousand people in Bridgestone. Like it, it was, it felt like a playoff run atmosphere. It felt great. 
it was, to be downtown. It was. Uh, it, it looked awesome. I wish I would have been down there. I'm, I'm jealous of, of you and Reed Hutton getting a chance to go. Um, I, it, it's a win this season already for the Preds. I think just winning those two games the fashion they did at home, I'm willing to sit here right now and say even if they lose the next two games, this has been a successful year yeah. because of the comeback, because of the resiliency shown from March 15th on, because they've got an emerging superstar in net in UC Soros, the way he has played uh, this season and really the end of this season. So I think all those things are good. The one negative that I saw this weekend was local news focusing on the party in the plaza, especially on Sunday. There weren't 30 people watching the game in the plaza yeah. outside of the arena in the middle of the heat Why focus on, on Sunday afternoon. I saw that. I was like, boy, a big party in the plaza. It's like if you get your cameras down there and there's not many people there, you don't have Change to shoot print. the footage of that. You could go interview people on Broadway that are inside at the bars at that point instead of focusing on this sad scene of about 75 stragglers that brought their own chairs down to sit in the plaza. The plaza party was not the same as uh, the I didn't past, see it. past I'm, playoff runs. I'm sure if they didn't, Sean Henry would complain to them that they didn't cover it properly. <laughs> That's true. So. Thursday night, uh, cheapest I'm seeing at uh, Bridgestone Arena, 124 right now. Let's go. We're in. <laughs> someone want to buy that for us? <laughs> We're in. Um, Reed, your thoughts on just the, the atmosphere tied into the winds. Of, of the overtime spectacle. I mean, they, Paul mentioned it earlier. There's nothing and, like and overtime in the NHL. also was interesting. Oh, oh yeah. Could you night. see the overtime yeah. on Friday night? What, what all did what Speaking all did you of, see, Speaking uh, of Sean Henry, he hooked you up on Sunday. So it was uh, it was an adventure for us. So I decided that uh, for the playoff run, we were going to get seats close to where our normal seats are up in the 300 section. So Got one with 315 because that's normally up where David Poyle is. Well, yep. they've moved his booth for the season. I always like to watch his reaction during the games. That's fun. Well, um, right about it was time for tip-off, um, Billy Bob decided he was going to show up and sit down right in front of us with wearing his cowboy hat. And I'm not I'm not overselling this at all. This straight up like Billy Bob from Varsity Blue sat right in front of me, never took off his cowboy hat. I didn't see the first goal. At all, so I was just I was just pretty much most of the night running on the adrenaline from the reaction of the crowd. Uh, my legs are sore from standing up on Friday night, but uh, props to the Predators for reaching out for me uh, yesterday and moving me down to center ice. And they always look; they are still undefeated when it comes to putting on big events in that building yeah. around Predators games. On Friday night, uh, Friday night, one of the biggest. Uh, reactions from the crowd is when Keith Urban gets his, ma uh, his mask caught up in his uh, IFB and rips it off and throws it away. <laughs> that was the biggest crowd reaction. Some of the biggest crowd reactions. And then that guy, uh, <laughs> whoever they hired to be the uh, the head football coach at TSU, he was there too, <laughs> uh, waving his new That new TSU hey, coach. Yeah, another hey, guy who can guy. win the crowd. Some Eddie guy, George. Some guy yeah. named Edward George, yes. I think, was his yes. name. And so, and they set you up for these things very well. Yes, so they the, do. One of the first things that Paul McCann said on Friday night was it's playoffs in Smashville you never know who's going to be here so yesterday I get moved down by the grace of the Predators moved down to center ice you kiss the ring by the, by by the, by the grace yes. of the Predators hopefully they'll move David Poyle out of this show soon also <laughs> they don't I'm, know also next to, up. I'm also available to move on Thursday yeah. by the way too so I'm sitting not there, anymore they're going to find out who you work with and the entire cool of them it, to learn who you are like the entire first period 
magazine. I'm convinced that Jimmy Buffett Screw is them, set, <laughs> that Jimmy Buffett is sitting in front of me. Like this guy looks so much like Jimmy Buffett. He was wearing shorts. He was wearing sandals, and it wasn't until he took off his hat and I realized, oh, he has more hair than Jimmy Buffett did. I thought. Did he order a cheeseburger? That would be the he, next big test. No, but he was. Was it a cheeseburger in paradise? We were in paradise. We were in playoff paradise, but yes. he didn't have a cheeseburger. But he did have a margarita, so that was even further evidence that I thought I was sitting in front of Jimmy Buffett. But that well, was a, not the a case. A couple things here. One. Be self-aware. If you're a cowboy, you don't wear your cowboy hat indoors. This is cowboy rule. It's not cowboy rule number one, but it is a rule amongst actual cowboys. Two, if you're not a cowboy, who the hell is wearing a cowboy hat to Bridgestone Arena for a hockey oh, game? No, no, there were a lot I think of, of them. Met. There were a lot I'm a of cowboy. them, and they were uh, <laughs> there were a bunch of Carolina fans that were wearing. Them oh, as well. god! And speaking of fan etiquette, let me. But say But it's a this. hockey game. Like I understand you're going to honky tonks on Broadway. I hate it. But if you are a, a tourist, yeah. you're going to put a cowboy hat on, and you're going to go get rowdy at these at Robert's Western Room, for instance, or wherever you're going to go, right? Player. Jacob Swanson's a big fan of that establishment. Since, since I'm not going to, but a hockey here. game, I'm a Canadian gonna... sport, you're going to wear. I think you... The guy was Canadian too, by the way, because oh. he kept saying he's a Canadian he cowboy. Kept saying a one. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Mountie. Hey. Western. He was from Western. Hey. You were seated behind a Mountie. He's a Carolina <laughs> Mountie. Yes. So we're we're talking about fan etiquette. <laughs> He's going to make a citizen's arrest outside of his jurisdiction, outside of his own damn country. Uh, Is he wearing a red coat? (laughs) No, he was not. No, no. He was wearing an Arvidsson jersey that was about three sizes too small. This is like, uh, look, big and rich. I hate rich. I was fine with big until we went to see Mumford and Sons, and Big showed off his bigness by wearing a huge top hat in front of him. And he's already 6'5", for whatever he is to begin with. Or a, a thing. You have to consider. Am I causing an eclipse here for the people sitting behind me? Show some self-awareness. I understand that because you're little in one place, you need to be big in the hat to to show everyone. But you have to consider there are people behind you. And what happens to Maybe you're from Canada or Carolina. If you're from Nashville, we boast about how polite we are. It's not polite to wear a gigantic no hat. One, no one from Nashville is wearing a cowboy hat. If you know anyone from Nashville or Middle Tennessee that actually wore a cowboy hat in a Bridgestone Arena for a hockey game, please tweet us, post something on Facebook, Instagram, let us know. Because I am willing to bet with almost 100% certainty that not one native Nashvilleian. This is where Nashville gets a bad rap because the tourists that come to Nashville. I don't know a single native Nashvilleian that wears a, a cowboy hat to Broadway, Yee! much less to a hockey ah! game on ice with a cowboy hat. Un- unbelievable. Oh, there, there's more to the story. So oh, yes, yesterday, as we're sitting in our seats, lo and behold, here comes a man with a cowboy hat that sits right down next to us. Now, I knew this guy was not a real cowboy because he had skinny jeans on that hit him about mid-cap and loafers with no socks on. So I know this dude was all hat, no cattle. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I'm not here for primary complaint on Wednesday, so I'm going to tie this in. If you decide to go to a playoff hockey game in Bridgestone Arena, and let's say it's tied 3-3 with five minutes to go in the third period, and you decide that you're going to start the wave you can leave and never come back to Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee ever again. This, this is the crowd that I hate. This is the social event crowd. You need to be aware of the situation that's going on and what's playing out before you. Uh, playoff hockey is unlike anything else in sports. And we were about to go to overtime, and there were about 30 idiots in 110 who decided that they wanted to go ahead and try to start the wave for the day.
Was it a lot more skinny jeans that were trying to start this wave? What, can you please stereotype the person that would do this in the third period of a playoff? They game? were uh, there were there was some taut denim involved, and also they were holding uh, beer cans that were unrecognizable. So <laughs> unrecognizable sounds about right. Um, they had a nice summer IPA. shandy. Yeah. We also uh, we also at the game Friday sat down, and Claire immediately said, "Is Jacob Swanson sitting in front of us?" What? Jacob's never been to a Preds game. Jacob maybe Our made his first esteemed, playoff esteemed game appearance or producer. Preds game appearance even. Uh, but the resemblance as I looked down was un- it's uncanny. Did you snap a shot? Uh, so da- yes, I did. Uh, zoom in, if you will. Uh, bottom right corner, backwards hat, long red hair. Um, looks like Jacob Swanson Beard? sat down in a Preds jersey Got right in front of us. It's also an uh, old Preds jersey. <laughs> funny enough, this man was also on bath salts. Yes. But um, <laughs> look at these have an old, seats. Old Preds yeah, so you know, I, I didn't think it was Jacob Swanson until he turned around and offered me shrooms in the second that's period. That's right. Yeah. Look at these seats. Let's never mind Jacob Swanson. Look at the I will quality, be there Thursday the in these seats as well. You can My you can God, join me. My God, your friends. Yeah, there's a cowboy hat right in front of Jacob Swanson here yeah, too. Up if and to you, the right. Uh, look down. So let's abolish cowboy hats at sporting events and concerts. Let's make that. Are these people trying to get on television? No, I just don't understand the motivation of a cowboy hat at a hockey game. This is not a rodeo that you're at. It's It's also very dangerous. This is their first rodeo. Hat trick. You throw that cowboy hat on the ice. You hurt someone. It's also very dangerous when I sit behind you and knock it off your head from behind to lose it. I mean, until it goes three rows in front of you. Those hats are expensive, are they not? The good ones. The Stetsons, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a hat trick, you're losing that Stetson. My grandfather owned a Stetson cowboy hat that I don't think he ever wore. But it was given to him as a gift, and the thing was like $175 in 1988. <laughs> so it's probably worth, a, I don't know, 1000 yeah, today. No, Jacob, if are, you're at a hockey game, are you throwing your hat at a hat no, Those are straight. He doesn't off, know. Those are straight off Broadway $6 hats. Those are easy to go on. He doesn't know the etiquette no. of this. <laughs> Jacob's not parting yeah, with his Miller Lite I have no hat. clue what a hat trick is. <laughs> but you see, even the... Even the <laughs> A hat trick, Jacob, is where when it's the three band. goals, you actually throw the drugs okay. that you have on your person onto the ice <laughs> all at once. Any any illegal contraband you might have, you just no, chuck wait, onto the wait, ice. Jacob thinks a prostitute just walked in the room for a hat trick. So yeah. here's what we're going to do. Jacob, turn around to this camera. <laughs> turn your back yeah, to this please camera do. now. Yeah. And now let's go back. Now, stand up. Stand, stand. Get, get the chair out of the yeah, way where you can see the back of your head. This is great watching him yeah, wheel this around. Is, this is now, awesome now, there you go. This is awesome on the radio. Yeah, so there, we go. there it is. Now There's see. Jacob Let's from go. behind. <laughs> now this gentleman from behind. <laughs> Who's better from behind? Which, how accurate uh, is it? Uh, That's the first time I've the- this comparison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, uh, Jacob, on attending yeah. your first Preds game. And, and, well, and well done, Claire, by spotting that yeah. and asking if it was I Jacob's think that would work in a prison lineup, right? Or an escape plan. And a photo array. The turning around Is this the man? Is this the man? An escape plan, no doubt. You're confusing Jacob with someone who dropped the soap. (laughs) 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 The only only soap in this game was the hand variety that we were aware of. Is this the man who dropped the soap in the Turkish prison? (laughs) Uh, What I don't did I put did I put the photo of uh, Broadway in the file today? I don't know if I did or not. Uh, Maybe I'll use this for primary complaint. Uh, but a preview. It is impossible not to block the box on Broadway if you're driving uh, up Fourth Avenue because the light is so quick and you can't see. In my case, you can't, I, you see, can't see ahead to, to the other it's side of Fourth past Broadway to know that the lane on the right side is closed. 
So every car that pulls up into the intersection is stopped by the red light because everyone's trying to move over to the left lane because the right lane is mm. shut down and closed for Uber and all that other stuff. So yeah. uh, you don't know, and, and then you're just stuck in the middle of Broadway. So you, it takes, it took us a solid hour to just get out of Nashville, they which did. again was a blast. But they um, a it, cop out there. Yeah, there's it, like it's impossible. And I'll, I'll bring photo evidence of this on Wednesday. You gotta the the veteran move is to just go from the game to a bar close by. Don't have to be on Broadway. A bar close by in downtown, you know, you can get into and grab a drink and then wait out everything. Then you hop in your car and you're you're quick on. Chad encouraging one for the road. No, not well. Don't have to be like David Reed. You know, a, a drink that he would have, like a full bodied Coke. <laughs> uh, not a diet, but a full-bodied Coke. Surely the Coca-Cola Classic variety. You could have that also. Maybe some snacks to soak up a drink or two that you no, had at the no game. No post-game Rita's. Marks. Marks. Rita's. Maybe some Rita's, too. There's some Rita's on Broadway. Well, tonight, the, the next game, they'll say What was Rita's. it, Mambo Number no. 5, that talked about Rita's and Maria's? And Remember that? <laughs> Paul's thinking about hookers, not, not drinks, not a, not a Mexican-inspired so drink. I, I, Another I version of a hat trick. I misremembered I, I kind of like changing Margs to Rita's, though. I misremembered <laughs> Margs. It's equally bad, I think. You used it like za. You know, people say, let's get some za for yeah. pizza. You went to the end and not the beginning of yeah, Margs. My mistake. It's well, equally bad. It's I, a Margs Monday here on the show. Coming up, the most beautiful photo I saw this weekend on Ooh. Outkick 360. You got that crotch shot I sent you? Good. It is day 51 of Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. And said it is, we'd never get more than 50, Hutton. They, they did. They, they all did. said that. They, they did. They said we failed before we even started day one. Some said that we were a failure <laughs> the moment that we went here to do this, and that we wouldn't make it to 50 shows, and that we would be broke within 50 days. And here we are on show 51. And Much like Phil Mickelson showed them, we're showing them. We are day one exclusive to YouTube and the Outkick 360 channel. We were streaming previously on the Outkick YouTube channel. Now it's just Outkick 360. Join the chat room there. We've been interacting uh, throughout the day. Uh, thanks to everybody who's already hit that subscribe button. We need to grow that channel. So please share, uh, let people know where we're available exclusively on YouTube. And we hope you'll hit the subscription button and that you'll ring that bell. Anytime we go live, every day, noon Eastern, Anytime we post new content, which I noticed on Friday, there was a ton of clips and content from the show exclusive to the Outkick 360 YouTube channel. We hope you'll subscribe. And we also hope you'll go to rwnashville.com. Renters Warehouse gets it done. Renters Warehouse absolutely gets it done for so many people. They can help you also if you own rental property and need cash, you're worried about receiving rent on time. Get the most out of your real estate investment by receiving a full year of rent paid up front. That's up to a year of rent payments in your pocket right now. It's the upfront rent program available for a limited time. Call Renters Warehouse Nashville at 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com just to see if you qualify. Do it the Renters Warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent today. Again, the website rwnashville.com. I don't think most teams would do this. I find this interesting. The Atlanta Falcons tweet out in a call with Shannon Sharp, Julio Jones commented on his future in Nashville. And in Atlanta, you mean? In, in, in Atlanta. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would really be something if he came Titans fans are going nuts now. What? He coming on the Titans? He's getting yeah. future in Nashville? And, and it links oh, to Oh, he just a, wanted to wear a cowboy hat to a Preds game. Yeah. Never mind. And it links to a story at AtlantaFalcons.com. That you think most teams would do this when he's talking? The Dallas Cowboys would do that. Quickly, wow. Paul. Speaking of Atlanta, since you brought them up. Your thoughts on the end of the Knicks-Atlanta Hawks game yeah, oh, yesterday good. with your Knicks? Not good. They need a better play with point nine left to get a good look at the basket. That was slow How developing. great was that atmosphere, though? Oh, yeah. That was really fun to watch. We talked about the great atmosphere in Smashville. The Madison Square yep. Garden crowd, when, and they can you know show Spike Lee going nuts, and they pan out, and Tracy Morgan is randomly dancing and getting the crowd up. I, I, this, the, the star power in the first five rows of that game was great. I chose to watch something else. I watched the final four minutes, and I feel like I got a full taste of that game and saw what was in yeah, fact I saw important. the fourth quarter. Once, once the PGA ended, I was watching the fourth quarter of that game. I it feel like they can, it's going to be a good series. It should I, be. I would think. Coming up, we have the 360 parlay as I get my pencil to make a note of this. uh, And it's my parlay today. I failed this badly. We have the 360 parlay today. But first, uh, the most beautiful photo I saw on Twitter all weekend. Props to you, Nashville SC. Look at the job of the field at Nissan Stadium. Very nice. This is what excellence looks like. Props for the the FS1 broadcast last night. They tweeted this out. Nashville SC did. I thought this is tremendous. Um, Reed had a great retweet of this. What did you say, Reed? This is what heaven looks like, or is this is a masterpiece? This is a masterpiece of art. It is a landscaping masterpiece. I think that's inspiring some haircuts on some eleven-year-olds when they see the swirls. I'm hoping it inspires the parents to say no to those haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) It inspires me to go out and do a little yard work, which I did this weekend. Uh, I I bored people with my yard work on the Instagram takeover. (laughs) Did they love it? I saw a mulch. Your Instagram Instagram takeover was terrific. Oh, thank you. Part of it was me buying mulch. I saw mulch. I saw mulch. I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, my Instagram takeover is going to be boring uh, as hell compared to Hutton's. They, they, they said, they said uh, and I said, you know, the production assistants were like, send us what you do this weekend. And so I did. I put a video Tell on a cart. a few other things. What else? Uh, Friday night with Preds game and uh, blocking the box. Uh, saw some crazy dressed women on Broadway. Uh, <laughs> shared that one. They were asking some about Rita's. <laughs> they were asking about Kick 360. Yeah, definitely some Rita's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, really dressed up nice. Yard work and Arrington Vineyards. I did see some Arrington um, Vineyards. Which was a perfect night for that. I was worried about the heat. It was perfect night. It kick, Kicks Brooks gets it done out there. I mean, just what he's done with that property. And in general, Kicks awesome. Brooks gets, uh, he gets it, it done. done. Just in life. Uh, and then yesterday had the event with uh, Ryan Leaf at the Nashville Recovery Center. Um, and watched Chad win uh, with Mickelson. Did you not watch this Instagram takeover over the weekend? I saw some. I saw some. I saw Arrington Vineyards. I saw the mulch. It was flooded. I was was like, Hutton, what is this (laughs) flooding that's taking place? The mulch didn't exactly lure me in. Well, hey, when I I, I, I get that weekend takeover, prepare for a lot of mulch. I I did that uh, almost in jest because I was like, well, I've got to do this first, and this is what I'm doing this weekend, (laughs) buy mulch. Uh, it's either it means gonna be one of two things. It's gonna be mulch or me at an eyes wide shut style party. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. That's gonna be like, Look, I'm, not saying, right now? I'm not saying mine's gonna be exciting at all. But there I, will be no yard work in I, uh, So I get out of the Paul car. Paul just filming his workers <laughs> doing the yard. would be really funny. I, I try to get them to come on weekdays so they don't disturb my naps. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, I can see now. At least hey, you're honest. Ricky and West End, you missed a spot. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he's saying. He's getting, uh, he he's getting a head start light. on the, his Christmas lights being put up by Ricky. <laughs> hey, so, true story there. I, I, could, I wasn't fast enough on the camera for this <laughs> at Arrington. But when we park... <laughs> it's like what's the what's the bird show, the the movie that was a hit on Netflix Bird Bird Box Bird Box There's a right? there's yeah. a guy clearly clearly he's he's surprising his girlfriend fiance wife oh. Right <laughs> she's blindfolded She's blindfolded <laughs> and she's walking on this gravel lot uh, area to going up it's very hilly and he's like leading her and she's blindfolded she's stumbling all over the place and I get out and I'm like is this a proposal or a kidnapping? <laughs> that could be a new game on the show. Proposal or kidnapping? And I couldn't get the phone out fast enough to m not make it awkward on the guy who's uh, like trying to make it very special. You should have made it like, a, hey, this is a really cute moment. I need to take a picture of this. <laughs> and then post it on your Instagram takeover. Proposal or kidnapping? Question mark with a poll. That's oh. classic. All right, How Chad. How did it go from there? She say yes. Oh, I don't know. I I, I never saw them again. Yeah, I mean, never saw she, them again. That, that, that's the kidnapping. Yeah, Here's kidnapping. The thing. If she hey, was, police, if anything's we going never saw on, them again. Uh, you've got a witness over here. If she wasn't gonna say yes, she shouldn't have agreed to the blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the moment you say and yes, the blindfold. Like if you're willing on multiple levels, you're saying yes, right? He means this on multiple levels. It's yeah. also it's also the meeting. Once you spot. once you willingly put the blindfold on, you need to say yes to whatever's asked next. Whatever's asked next, marriage proposal, any indecent offer, or just say yes once you willingly. Or away. they were going to Jacob Swanson's meetup spot, yes. which cannot be divulged. It's a secret only. Yeah. You have to stay blind. It's like entire, a mafia meeting. I want to spend an entire weekend with Jacob Swanson during my Instagram takeover. <laughs> and just film him the whole time. What's the name of the chicken restaurant in uh, Breaking Bad? Uh, Los Pollos. Los Pollos. Yeah, if you're going there, if you're going to the also basement known as the there, Chicken Brothers. <laughs> if you're going there with the blindfold on, you're also agreeing. Absolutely. Um, Chad, it is back on you for the 360 parlay. I'm ready. Paul went big with the three-team parlay. <laughs> I won the we first. We came close. <laughs> we came close. It's a loss. Back-to-back -back losses on the parlay. We need a winner. Chad's coming off a big win over the weekend. What are we doing tonight? Jake, Jake, you get ready to tweet this out, okay? Because this is a winner. You know why? Because I'm a winner. After yesterday, Logging in. it's Logging confirmed. In. Phil Mickelson, winner. I'm a winner. I feel good. I did really not much research in this. Winners, <laughs> just no winners. Uh, I, I woke up this morning and I said, you know who else is a winner? Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win by more than four and a half points. That is one. It's I'm five. It's now five. So we're taking five. Milwaukee minus five. Minus five. Take okay. Milwaukee. Take the Bucks. I watched a lot of that game on Saturday. Milwaukee's the better team. Didn't play that well. Still won in overtime in game one. They're going to win by more than five tonight. Okay. And the other one is uh, the Denver Nuggets are better than they looked in that game one loss at home to Portland. They are a one-and-a-half point favorite. Maybe it's moved. It's now two. Okay. Take, well, your take Denver. Take Denver minus the two. Okay. That's my two-game parlay. I want to keep this thing going. A lot of NBA on this. I'm noticing a lot of NBA on this. I'm going to go two. So I, we're my, betting my five. Baseball bets have not been very successful. Betting five to win thirteen oh seven is what yeah, we I have. I need it. a little I've better got thirteen twenty-two from earlier this morning. I need so a little yes. better odds. Plus two sixty-one. So that's my two-game parlay. Okay. Bucks minus five is what it is right now at FanDuel. Denver minus two. I accept it, but in the future, I want to return more like 20. Well, once you get it back to you, Paul, you can bet all the baseball you want. You can bet all the soccer you want that didn't pay off with Chelsea. 
I, I thought about saying something to Paul on Sunday. Did we come close to winning that? It was 2-1 loss. I just right? know it was a loss. Uh, they lost 2-1. Yeah, they lost 2 So we had the money nothing. line there on Chelsea. They lost. And then uh, we had the Knicks. You won lost. one out of three. You won yeah. Friday night. But then we had Friday to wait Friday night, we were off to a great start. Then we had to wait till Sunday, though, for the next day. I had day. under eight and a half, and it was two. Then we waited for two losses. I knew you were waiting on that Chelsea game because I almost sent you something complaining about the Chelsea performance. Yeah. And I knew, I was like, I bet Paul's recording this thing. It's the funny. Moment. They needed to win to get into the four for the Champions League. And something else happened in another game that got them in. Oh, so they got in anyway. Yeah. But they kept not mentioning the fact that if they win the Champions League this coming weekend, they're in next year's Champions League. Well, they all they play at the same that time for that reason, game. right? So yeah. they don't know outcomes. I noticed that. I actually tuned in. Shocking, because of the parlay, I tuned in to NBC Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and they have every game on the screen at once during warm-ups, yeah. and then they'll go in and check. It's pretty cool. Ten games. They'll check in on all the games at once to see what's happening for the playoff position. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Take the home teams. Lay the points tonight. I'm now interested in the NBA tonight. Go figure. Late-night game, too. I picked a late-night game Thank for Thank I knew he'd be up if we win that first one. It's going to be a big night for Hutton, staying up watching Portland and Denver I'll tonight. text you guys and let you Maybe know. Maybe I'll finally fall asleep tonight <laughs> because I have NBA interest. You'll wake up, too. Well, now that those are on ESPN, I think. So you could wake up to inside the NBA after the game's over and find out what happened. I've been having trouble falling asleep. Not that I'll watch the game unless I'm awake for the last four minutes. There you go. You just listen to Shaq mumble. Yeah. Inside the NBA. What'd you say, Jack? Did Denver win? <laughs> Back at it tomorrow. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the headlines tonight because he's going on with Kenny Mayne and his final broadcast on ESPN. And the Preds will be getting set for game five. Now a best of three series as the Preds take on the Hurricanes. We'll preview game five in the matchup. And tomorrow we start a brand new game. It's going to be your favorite, proposal or kidnapping. Begins tomorrow. We'll play that game. we got some research to do on that one. Yes. In the meantime, <laughs> we will not block the box. We will lock our locks, and we encourage you to do the very same. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.